The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Hey, Q here, Notebook Wagering. I got the boys, Smitty, J-Cam, and Nails with me. What's going on, fellas? Full house tonight here. We got a special guest, too. Ready to talk a little college football playoffs, a little college football slate for this week, maybe even sprinkle a little college hoops. Who knows? I don't remember the last time we had a full house. It's nice to see all three of your faces. I'm I'm excited to be here, old Skippy boy, joining the boys. Last time yep. I was hey, on, again, Skip, hey, Skippy's he's making himself comfortable. He's just jumping right on in here. Oh, I chill, <laughs> baby. You know I Love. just chill, man. Love it. Skip's always part of the family. What's going on, Skip? Nothing, man. I'm excited to talk some college uh, football. I mean, what a disaster! I was just telling you guys before we started recording. What a disaster! Disastrous year for picks it's been for me. Literally, I don't even mind saying it, literally the worst year for me. Now, last week was better, but the worst year overall in college football picks I've ever had. I think you can say that across the board in in the gambling industry, you know. I don't know why. You know what? I'm going to tell you, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'll forget saying this. And I'm going to tell you what Jason and I, from the junkies, you guys know Bishop, we talked about it. I I didn't believe him at first, but I believe him 100% now what he said. Two things. Obviously, with the COVID and everyone, you know, the seniors were able to come back. I mean, you got 23-year-old men and a lot of these teams come back. But more importantly, and I did not take this into consideration. You guys know what I'm going to say, right? The transfer portal. Oh, um, absolutely. That, it, that has changed college football, period. And, and it's going to do the same in college hoops, just so everyone knows. So, Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's college football free agency at this point. It, like, I had no idea. Michigan State, and who knows this stuff, they had like 20, I don't know, 25, 25 guys in the portal, 23 that, I mean, it, Tucker did the right thing. I mean, because they were a disaster. It changed their whole deal. Yeah. I, uh, I got nothing for you. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, boys, before we hit the first topic, you guys, little, little opening or anything, anything you want to – no, no, I'll, I'll say, I mean, I agree. College football has been extremely, extremely hard this year. I mean, the one thing that I've done extremely well is the win totals. You know, we gave out, I gave out Pitt. That's a winner. Um, I'm on, I was on big on Michigan over the seven and a half, which was a winner. Um, who also, I, oh, under Penn State nine. That's a winner with my Big blue beating Penn State last week, which I loved every second of it. Now I need BC. BC and BC would have hit easily if that quarterback was not hurt. Now he's come back. They got to win out. They got Florida State this week. I think they're going to be a big winner this week. But that's what has saved me a little bit this year. Tough season, uh, but I'm excited. We had a great show Tuesday night talking hoops with Greg Peterson from Beeson. And now we got our boy Skippy on. So big week for us here at Notebook Wagering. We're very excited. Okay, can we just laugh? Because last time we brought Skippy on, I believe it was the uh, the Mac, and we were just talking about it. So Skip, you, I mean, uh, 
Smitty, you just brought up like how you're hitting some some uh, season totals. Did we just miss the boat on the Mac this year or what? I mean, it is completely oh. down. <laughs> if you went, if you listened to back to that show, if we, if you go back and re-listen, you, I mean, I think Toledo was a popular pick to win it. I think, uh, I think some of the teams like we, I know for me, I thought Western Michigan was going to run away with it. And they started off, they beat Pitt early this year. You're like, oh my God, they're going to roll it. Well, now their defense stinks. I don't remember what everyone else says, but. I thought Ball State would have a good year and they're looking terrible. They got hammered last night, didn't they? Yeah. Surprising. Yeah. It's hard this year. It's hard this year. It's just, it's harder. It's like nothing I've ever seen in college football. I don't know if it's going to continue for, for, you know, year after year like this, because I just, I don't know how it's going to roll. They're not going to have, all the seniors staying over. That was a big deal. Like I just said, I mean, you got 23 and 24, sometimes 20, you've got to be 24 year olds. I mean, that's a big difference. I, know, I, think, I think a lot of us were Northern Illinois really saying they were going to win like two games and they won that oh, side of the they're, 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 they're rolling baby. I mean, all they do is win. And I was wrong on them. I mean, because their quarterback, who would have thought that uh, poopy pants would have gone over there for Michigan state and light it up, but he's done well. Old Rocky. We didn't miss the boat too much because we we kind of lumped in a bunch of teams at the top. We knew who the bottom dwellers were going to be. We knew Akron and Bowling Green were going to be there. And we said the West was going to be way tighter. Toledo and Central Michigan. But you, everybody's right. We completely missed the boat on Northern Illinois. I don't know where they came from. But we got Western Michigan right. We even called the pit upset. They've just stumbled out, of, out down the stretch here. They did, yeah. Their de- their it's their their defense is just not not up to par. But I did hit Buffalo under seven and a half, so I'll take that one. Got hey, one, little, one little yeah, nugget out of there. That's a team that I thought really would be better. I mean, I know they lost a lot, but I I thought they returned a lot of talent. Well, Jason, or yeah, Jay Cam called that. I mean, he really in the weeks leading up to that Pitt Western Michigan game. Jcam really said that Pitt was going to drop that. So, I mean, that was a nice call there. But now I'm intrigued. I think after we do the show tonight, I'm going to go back and listen to that and just see how bad we did or how good we did. I think I think we did better, probably better than we thought because we did lump in some teams. But there were some teams I definitely thought, me personally, like I, I did think Northern Hill would be terrible. And I thought uh, Buffalo would be better. I remember saying that just because I remember you know, all they do is run the ball. And I they had they had a – they had a backup that rushed for almost a thousand yards and I don't know what they're doing, but in general, like we talked about for me, college football. And like, when we get into these playoff rankings, now that is intriguing this year when we get into that, like at least because outside, I mean, Georgia is dominant though. That defense is crazy good. When you watch Georgia, like usually they'll shit the bed on some of these games. They just, they just don't. I mean, they, they, you know, first drive last week and then boom. I mean, they just, they lock you up defensively. Give it time. Uh, Give it time. Wait for Kirby to be Kirby. I know. Yep. And that's what I say every year. Kirby will be Kirby. But I don't know who's going to get him now. Maybe, obviously, Bama has a shot. But if they get there, which I assume they that, will. That's a perfect segue. So there's two topics I want to cover before we, we touch on some games. So I want to talk about, uh, and we can do that right now, the, the college football playoff. And then uh, after that, I want to I get into the old coaching carousel. Um, so, obviously, Georgia – you know, Kirby, we're waiting for Kirby to be Kirby. I, I kind of compare him to when Georgia had Mark Rick. You know, they always lost that that big game. Uh, and, and I still kind of believe in that. I think if 
if Alabama wins out and they get to the uh, SEC championship, I think that there's a good chance. You know, when you give Nick Saban a couple weeks to study a team, I mean, that is like giving that other team the death sentence. He he rarely misses uh, his shot. Um, and, and I'll be surprised if Georgia just absolutely dominates them. I think Alabama will keep it close, if not win that game. And then we're looking at it and saying, hey, we, you know, we, we called it all along. Kirby is Mark Richt and he loses the game. He should. Um, what are your stances on, and I think Jason, I know you want to touch on it, like the outside teams looking in, you know, Notre Dame, Michigan State, Michigan, Cincinnati, um, outside of your, let's just talk about top 10. Who do you think, you know, where, where should Cincinnati be? And then maybe some teams that could be playing themselves into, um, the top four. I was going to give Kaminsky huge props. So I'm going to let him go first because he had a team on there that I didn't think stood any chance, but I'll let him hit it. I know he's going to. <laughs> okay, now I'm surprised. I think, you know, since he's the whole season is tomorrow um, against SMU, they need to show up and look good. It's actually on Saturday, but um, because people are going to be watching that game. People think SMU is a decent team. I really don't think they are. They, since he should walk in that game, but they could get tested. But there's no one going to beat them after that. So, I mean, and it, you are going to see some attrition everywhere else. So it'll be interesting what happens there. It'll also be interesting if Notre Dame finishes undefeated the rest of the season because um, they're just kind of hanging around out there. And, you know, they had a pretty decent schedule. It's not great, but good enough. And really their only bad loss is Cincinnati. Now, will they push Cincy into the four or will they actually push themselves into the four? Um, but, yeah, I, I think I think you're going to see Bama lose another game. And the committee's going to have a really tough choice whether they want to break that two-win seal on a, a, a non-conference champion. Um, I mean, other than that, I mean, that's really it. I mean, the ACC's played themselves out. Oregon, basically their whole season is this weekend against Utah because if they fall out, they're going to fall way too far out. So, I, I mean, that's really it. I think this is kind of moving weekend. This is Saturday at the Masters for uh, these programs if they're going to get into the top four. Yeah, per perfect segue. I knew you'd hit Notre Dame, and I was shocked they're still hanging around. I'm calling this equalizer weekend because Oregon or um, Michigan, Michigan State, even Oklahoma, they're all going to – this is going to equal out this weekend. Who's going to be up at the top four and who's not? Cincy will still stay there. They might stay at five, or they might go into the top four, but I don't think it's anything immediate. I mean – I can't believe Notre Dame still has a shot to get into this. this. That's my biggest thing. And I don't think Alabama is going to lose another game. I actually think they're going to run the table and take this whole thing again. I just feel it in my bones. I think Oregon gets knocked off this weekend and they drop out. And now that way we have Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, and then who's the fourth? And I still can't, I still can't believe I'm going to say it, but I think Notre Dame has a freaking shot to get in there. Now, let me ask you this, because it, it it already happened. So Michigan obviously loses Michigan State, but they're seated higher right now. Um, and we're going to have that situation if Notre Dame and Cincinnati both run the table. Um, do they push, like you said, does, does Cincinnati, because they have the head-to-head -head win? Um, I believe that was on the road as well in Notre Dame, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, so that push, does that push them in and leave you know Notre Dame theoretically at, six or five or does the committee look and say well we think Notre Dame's the better team so can I throw like a crazy theory out here about ESPN because it is pretty obvious that they are pro Cincinnati getting into the four which I did not expect at all 
So, you know, we heard a lot of talk at the beginning of the season about expanding the playoffs. Now that talk is really quieted down. And the only reporting you've heard on it is that they're kind of like at a, a point where they're not really going much further with it. Do you think ESPN is trying to push Cincinnati into the four to basically irritate all the other power five conferences to open up this college football playoff to eight and uh, kind of make, is that an agenda you think that they're trying to forward? Cause it kind of seems like that's what they're trying to do right now. That really the only way you can get the playoffs expanded is if all the power five conferences are really irritated who ended up there because they really have had nothing to complain about uh, since its inception. So that's kind of my little tinfoil hat theory on all of this. I mean, you could, I think, I mean, I think that the fly in the ointment's obviously Oregon for me if they win out. Just no one would expect that to happen. You know what I mean? After, yeah. If, if, if Oregon wins out. So I personally, I think I agree. I, I think, so let's say Bama beats. So what does the committee do if Bama beats Georgia? Obviously, if Bama loses again, there is no, uh, there is a z- less than zero if that's possible that they get in. Less than zero. You heard it here. There's no way if they lose any of their remaining in their regular season. Obviously, if they lose to Auburn, they're gone. But if they lose to uh, Georgia, I don't think they get in at all. Now, what if they beat Georgia in a really close game? I think they take both. That's just what I think. I think I think they'll take both. I think Michigan State's out this weekend for good because they're going to lose at Ohio State. Obviously, whoever loses that game is toast. If the the winner of the Michigan Ohio State game should probably win the Big Ten championship, you would think. Maybe not, but you never know. If Cincy wins out, I don't know how you don't take them. Like a lot of people disagree with me on that, and I don't think they're one of the best four teams overall. If you put them in the SEC, I just don't. I just there's just no way I think they run the table in the SEC, the Big Ten. I think the Big Twelve and ACC are completely done no matter what, and. The big thing for me will be if Oregon loses, I mean, how do you not take Cincinnati? How does Notre Dame jump Cincinnati if Cincinnati runs the table? Just because because they're both going to play in championship games and the ACC blows. Like there's just nothing. I mean, it's the worst Clemson team we've seen in a lot. There's just no. So I think, I mean, obviously if Cincinnati falls, it would depend on what happens if Bama does with Georgia. But I guess if there was an opening, they could sneak Notre Dame in. But a lot, to me, a lot would have to happen for Notre Dame to get out. That's just my – and I, I hope – I want Cincinnati to get in because I want to see – because I have a theory. Like in a one-off – like I think they would get slaughtered during – not slaughtered, but they would lose two to three, maybe four games in an SEC season. Same in the Big Ten, possibly in the Big 12. Uh Maybe the ACC, just in the regular I understand they went on the road and they beat Indiana, but let's be honest, this Indiana team has sucked all year. Yes, they beat Notre Dame. I don't think they would do that again to Notre Dame. That's just my opinion if they played them again. Not the Cincinnati team today because they've just, I mean, they've struggled in a lot of games. I mean, even last week, South Florida was able to do a lot up and down the field in some drives. Um and they'll beat, they'll probably beat SMU. I mean, Mordecai will choke, choke it if it comes down to it this weekend with SMU. But I don't know. I hope Cincinnati gets in. I just, I want to see what happens in a, like if they play Georgia this year. I just think it'll be different than it was last year. Absolutely. Cincinnati, Cincinnati stinks. And I'm going to tell you why. If you've watched them the last couple of weeks, and maybe this is why. I well, agree. Stinks with is a strong word. Stinks is a strong word. 
Uh, well, um, they stink. They stink. And to be in the top four, if you listen to Tim Brando on some of these shows, he thinks they should be about ranked number one. And that's a joke because again, Whoa. here's a couple things. If Tulsa guy would have dove in head first, that game's tied. Right. They're going for two to tie the game. Skippy said it too. South Florida moved the ball all over. Now I do take that back a little bit since he is a good team. Not saying, but to be in the top four, give me a break. No, they're not. They shouldn't even be considered to be in the top four. Not even considered to be in the top four. Now, I will say, if they went out of Notre Dame, you got to take Cincy, like Skippy said, over, or you got to take Cincy over Notre Dame. I agree with that. But right now, they should not be in this. When you can barely beat Navy, that game was close. Navy had the ball going down to maybe tie that game. Then you had uh, Tulsa. Um, Tulane with Tulane with the backup quarterback. Tulane, they they were on their third quarterback in that Tulane with Tulane. Middle of the third quarter, they were they were tied or winning or barely losing, whatever. But yeah, and I, you know, and here's the thing, I I think I told Q this over the weekend. I I'd be pushing, I'd be really rooting for Cincinnati, but I think what Jason said, the media has just killed this team because they're just jamming them down your throat. And really, are they that? Should they really be that in? I still think, and I'm going to say this, and Skip, you're going to disagree because you kind of already said what in your statement, and the boys have disagreed. If Alabama wins out and they go in the SEC championship and that game is tight and they're beating Georgia and they lose by maybe a field goal to two points, I still think they get in. Why? Uh, I would. I will make that bet with you. Let, let's do it right on the show. <laughs> you bet way too high for me my friend <laughs> no, no we'll do a smallie for a 50 dollar venmo bet to make it interesting right now if that scenario happens and since he wins out there is a less than zero you are kidding that it would be i mean it just wouldn't have it would almost be fraud they would call i mean it just won't happen there's just no way they're taking i i listen a two weird, loss weirder run. things have happened I know. I just think there's a no way they're going to take a two-loss Bama if again now if uh, someone else if there's a one-loss team, yes. Like if Cincy loses and somehow it's noted or whatever, I could maybe see it. But how do you leave? I uh, and I agree with you on Cincy. But how do you leave? They put them there, so they've stuck them in our face, and they're there. So now, if they do what they have to do and win, how do you leave them out undefeated over a two? And and let let's be for real about Bama. Yes, we know the talents there. They have looked dicey in about have, four or five have. games. They have. The LSU game was bad. That game, parts of the Tennessee game. I mean, they just haven't been – last year with Mac Jones, they were freakishly dumb. I mean, they just pummeled teams. And, and my last point young, with that statement is it's just for TV ratings. They love their ratings. And what gives, well, you more, what gives you more ratings, Alabama in the Final Four or Cincinnati in the Final Four? Oh, I agree. Total, obviously, not even close. And I agree with you. And I think, Al, you know, maybe they'll say, you know, Alabama is young. Because let's be honest, young, the quarterback for Bama, he's a freshman. I mean, he's going to be silly in two years. They're, they're just going to – they're really young. They lost a ton. Their running backs are kind of retooling. I mean, they're going to be great. And, may, and like, uh, they could win the whole thing again. Would you be shocked if Bama won the whole thing again? Well, of course you wouldn't be. But – I'm just saying I'd be shocked if they took a two-loss any team, Bama or anyone else, over an undefeated Cincy because they've already put Cincy there. They're there now. So it's kind of hard to boot them out. How do you boot them out? I don't know. Because they play, throw, they're going to play a conference championship game. Yeah. I want to throw one last thing out there, and then I think we should probably jump into the slate. 
just real quick. So what if, huge what if. So if Ohio State beat Michigan State this weekend, Michigan State's out. Then the following week, Ohio State plays Michigan. What if Michigan beats Ohio State, knocks them out? Oregon loses to Utah this week. Goodbye, Oregon. Gone. If Georgia beats Alabama and keeps Alabama two losses, that means we have Georgia, Cincinnati, Michigan. What if Michigan then loses the Big Ten finale to, say, Wisconsin, knocking them out? What if Oklahoma? Notre Dame. And what if Oklahoma runs the table beating Oklahoma State and Iowa State this weekend, wins the Big 12? I mean, there is so much. I, Skippy, I agree with you 99.9%. No way Bama gets in with two losses, but this is going to be the outlier year. It I could. think we're about, I, that, that two-loss yeah. two team has a shot. All I was saying is, and I, and I totally agree with you on that, if there was ever a year with the shenanigans, all I was saying to Smitty is those two teams. I would, If it came down to an undefeated Cincy or a two-loss Bama, I don't see how you do it. Now, what you just said, if just complete shenanigans happens, hell, you might be forced to put Bama. You might actually be forced to put a two-loss Bama team because, again, like you said, Michigan somehow beats Ohio State. Oregon's gone. Oklahoma somehow lose. I mean, you, who, who else are you going to put? I would put in a two-loss Bama team over a one-loss Notre Dame team. I can I, the eye test. You can, I can tell you that. For these sure. last two, these last two weeks are going to drive people insane yeah. over the insane. Rank. So well, as that's a, why they should go to eight teams. Give me a break. Go to eight teams. Well, I think I think what we do need is we need those upsets and you need those multiple one-loss teams and a couple two-loss teams to to really reinforce the the eight to 12 teams because then it, it's a crapshoot on who you put in now you're comparing losses and things like that so that probably would be best case scenario for college football in the grand scheme of things because to end it skip i've always said once if you're not in the top four now the the other games the new year's six games they don't mean shit oh, they mean zippy it's like i, I wish they get rid of they should just do a big top 25 playoff and make get rid of half the bowl game no one watches them Exactly. That would give you the, the mini Marsh Madness feel. And I can tell you, I would love, and I'm sure you go to, you know, the bar or whatever and be like, hey, let's go watch the first round of the playoffs. It would make college football exciting Every, again. I'd watch it all. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, outside of the gamblers, let's be honest. And I mean, and, and I would love to know the ratings and you'll never know. But if you actually got these ratings from somehow at a crystal ball legitimately and said, all right, the the poo poo royster chicken bowl, whatever they call it, that's in the middle of a Wednesday, and it's a, a losing five and seven. I mean, I don't even know how they come up with in it. In San Juan, they, Puerto Rico. Yeah, in, in there, in the Bahamas, and all these bowls. And the outside of literally gamblers, who's watching like 30 of these bowls? I mean, half of them are just brutal. And I, I just – I think college football is missing them. I think they could make a small fortune doing a top 25 playoff with – a buy or two can't because have to get rid of two games in the season anyway because they're two of them are worthless and just and I don't know why they don't do it obviously it has to do with money way over my pay grade but I think it would be way better near the end of the college football season absolutely I, I think we're in agreement with that all right real quick uh, I just want to touch on uh, one coaching change and then we really got to jump into the slate so I'm just curious like what you guys think about the whole Lane Kiffin thing you know they blown smoke 
would he go to Miami after, you know, this good season rebuilding Ole Miss? Um, and then it, or let's okay. Two of them. And then the Lincoln Riley scenario, what's y'all's thoughts on those two coaches? Lincoln Riley is more interesting because Oklahoma can get there. So, I mean, you kind of have an established uh, program there. Now, obviously, maybe he's a little concerned about them moving to the SEC that he can't recruit at the level that you can basically recruit falling out of bed at LSU. Um, so, but it makes sense if they're going to back up the truck like they, they've rumored to be. I, I mean, you obviously have a better access to talent at LSU than you do at Oklahoma. You have to work a little harder at Oklahoma. Um, so it makes sense, but uh, Kevin, I don't think Miami's a destination. I think he's just flirting right now and putting himself out there. Uh, I think it's really hard to win at Miami. Miami's like one step away from being Nebraska. People have kind of a misconception. It's a small school in South Florida, right? They just don't have the resources. It's a, it's a city school too. So they came and built a stadium near campus. They 45 minutes away playing in a pro stadium. Um, Florida has how many division one programs now that are all competitive, you know, where they could, you know, there's taking all those kids away. Um, so I don't think Kiffin ends up at Florida. I do think Riley might end up at LSU. LSU is going to get somebody. They've been big game hunting now for months. Uh, and they're going to get somebody uh, delivered to fill in for Coach O. All right, I'll, I'll jump in real quick because I only have two thoughts. I think um, the only cares I have right now, I don't actually care about those two. I want to see what Texas does. That's the big barometer for me. I won't be shocked if they make a push to bring Mac Brown back in and maybe try to right that ship. And then my other topic is I actually think Joe Brady from the Panthers is going to end up at LSU. I think he's going to, I think he's going to walk in Carolina because they don't have a quarterback. What's he going to do there? I, I mean, he's they have McCaffrey, but he can't work with that offense there. I think he's, I think he's going to skip. I think he's going to go back to LSU and I think they'd open him or open him with uh, wide open arms. Yeah, I, I agree. I, you know, we had Steve Tannehill on the last time and he said the same thing with Joe Brady. I think Joe Brady goes back there. You heard the Mel Tucker rumors early. Seems like Michigan State's going to lock him up. The Kiffin thing, you know, so I think Riley's not a bad one, but I think Joe Brady goes there. The whole Kiffin to Miami, you had a bunch of people on Twitter saying that, oh, that's their prediction. Man, good luck. I mean, I agree with Jason. I don't think it's a great step up at all to go there from Old Miss. I'd say at Old Miss. I don't even know what he's what thinking about doing that. That would just be the dumbest. He would be – I think he's got mental problems, actually, anyway. But if he does – seriously. But if he does that, like, I don't even know what his game is in life anymore if he did that. Like, what is his end game? Like, he just keeps – like you go to a place and you rebuild it for a year or two and then you never stay. I mean, it would just be the most hated human being. Like I don't even get – and I know he probably wouldn't care, but I don't get the point. Like Ole Miss is a great fit for him. There's a lot of talent there, a lot of talent. Yeah, they can – really- you, know, you, know, you know, Q, not to cut you off, I was thinking of that today, I think, because you, I think, sent a text about that. Like Skippy just said there too, you go there – like the fan base, the fan it's, base is crazy, man. They live for that football program. Oh, Miami, right. Miami. I mean, listen, we're not talking about the 1980 Miami. Nope. Not the 80s anymore, for sure. Nope. Too much uh, competition in, in the state of Florida now. It's just not the same anymore. And look at look at your Gators. Or who's Gators? Who is it? Q or you? Love yeah, the Gators. We're so, struggling. Awful. Well, it's a culture. I think, culture, I think Mullen's gone. Yeah, Mullen I, might I, be gone. I do too. I mean, I support them. When you lose the team and, and you make yourself look like a clown, I can't support it. I know. Uh, you know, and there's and there's a little bit of lane to to Florida talk because Florida obviously has the money. Um, yeah. I could see that because 
over Miami because the East is easier to, you know, to, to, to win in and, and you really don't have to worry about Georgia. I'm not saying it's anything, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. I think it's a lot of smoke there. Um, not much fire, but if, if I had to pick like the rumor of Florida or, or Miami, I, I would tend to lean towards the Florida um, by, you know, a strong measure just because of the money, but I don't, I don't see him leaving Ole Miss to be honest. I, I think they extend him and lock him up for another five years. Um, all right, let's get into this slate. Uh, so we got some, some Friday night games. I know you, uh, we want to touch on with you. You're out that way. Air force and Nevada skip. What's your thoughts on that game? I thought air force was going to do just going to be a lot better this year. And again, they beat, they've beaten up. I mean, they did get Boise. Um, Nevada is going to be able to throw the ball on air force. Um, I like Carson strong. They have stud receivers. I think, now, Air Force obviously will be able to run. I mean, Nevada's defense at times, and they were really picked to be really, really good in the, in the mountain. Like, they're just their defense. They had everyone coming back. I think Nevada had 20 guys coming back total well, between both sides of the ball. And they kind of let let you down a little bit on the defensive side. I would uh, – what's the line on that? Uh, minus one and a half to Nevada. I mean, so Air Force is favored on the – is it game, the game's at Nevada? No, yeah. I'm sorry. It's Nevada's at home laying one and a half. Oh, laying one and a half. Yeah, because if it was here, I might actually go to it. But it would be a kind of a fun – it's not going to be very warm tomorrow night, but it would be a fun game to watch. I like. I would probably lean Nevada in that, but, you know, Air Force gets that running game going like they did against Colorado State. I was watching the end of that game. I mean, they got the ball back with 11 minutes or 10 minutes. They literally finished the game with the ball on that drive. They just grind it out, so – which could cause some frustration. I, I, wouldn't, I won't touch the game, but if I had to do it, I'll probably, I would probably lean Nevada. Yeah. Of course, that means go the other way. Right. <laughs> right. Dog Whatever Skip and I say, just fade. You'll win a lot of money. Uh, you guys want to touch on it or you want to move on to another game, fellas? Yeah. Well, the one thing I'll touch on is, is Nevada's run D will be the key for this game because I'm looking at their stats for the season and there's times where they're like unstoppable, where they held Boise to 22 yards, they held New Mexico State to 27, they held UNLV to 10. And then Fresno and San Diego State and Kansas State ran all over them. Um, right. So it'll be interesting going against triple option, uh, which Nevada run D shows up. Yep, agreed. All right, let's talk about – it's probably the biggest game of the slate, uh, so it's a noon game on ABC. I love this game! <laughs> Ohio State is hosting Michigan State. Uh, the line is uh, Ohio State minus 19, over under 68 and a half. Um, That's a I, lunacy line, man. That is a lot of points to give. Jesus. It is, but I think it could get there. I mean, Ohio State's susceptible to being scored on. Um, you know, I think Kenneth Walker's the real deal. That offensive line, uh, you know, could cause some problems for Ohio State. Uh, but then Michigan State's defensive backs and their, you know, safeties, they are atrocious in the in the pass defense. Um, and, you know, when you have to cover um, in Jigbe and Wilson and Olave, I mean, that's that's pretty tough. Um, I, I, if I – I mean, again, fade me. Uh, but I would take the over 68 and a half here with a lot of confidence and, and thinking Ohio State, you know, if they can just give you any inkling of what they did last week, I mean, they're going to be able to score and Michigan State should be able to score as well. Got to check I the think, weather, though, boys, this weekend. This is that time of year it gets funky, the weather. So if the weather's good, yeah, yeah I mean, they'll put up in the 50s on Michigan State. 40, 40, 48, 5 to 10 mile per hour winds. That's average. Yeah. All right. So here's here's a quick take for me. I actually 
predicted the Michigan State Michigan over, which was uh, pretty high as well. I think that this game is just going to be huge plays. Q, you you hit it right on the head. The three wide receivers for Ohio State are better than this crap game I'm watching with the Falcons' three wide receivers. I, Michigan State's DBs are not going to be able to stop them if the the Buckeye quarterback just gets any time. I mean, he's going to throw the ball downfield on these guys. I think they alone probably score 45. I mean, Michigan State's probably going to dump in close to 30. I don't think I, – I think they cover the 19 barely, but that's that's where I see about a 45-30 game. I'm not going to bet it because it, it is too many points for me. But I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this and enjoy it. I might go a little in-game action on the over. Yeah, last last three, um, Michigan State, 21, 40, 33 points given up. I agree with what Maddie just said there. You know, DBs are really bad. I think CJ's gonna throw the ball down the field. I look, I would look, I have not looked at this yet, but I'd look at team points, Ohio State. I think they're gonna get it. I think they're gonna score. I think the overs in play, I think the team points for Ohio State is. Michigan State's going to try to run the ball. Walker might be able to explode a little bit like he did against Michigan, but I just think they're going to have to try to throw the ball to look for a lot of points, especially with the Ohio State side. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, like I mean just, you're seeing the over go up, started at 67 at one point. I think it was 67 yesterday. It's up to 69 in some books now. Um, 45 team points for Ohio State, which sounds high, but may, may not be high at all. Yeah, I like that. I'll be, I'll be shocked if Ohio State doesn't eclipse 45 in this game. I mean, my Maryland last week against Michigan State, I mean, I know two, what's his name? Tua, not Tua, but you know what I'm talking about, Tagliavoa, whatever, yeah. the brother. The brother was moving up and down the field on Michigan State, um, and they missed a couple fields, like, like extra point field goals. They fumbled. They went inside the red zone again and couldn't score. I mean, they could have been Maryland could have been in the high thirties themselves in that game. That Michigan State, like you said, their defensive backs at times are atrocious. I mean, Purdue was able to just throw all over. I mean, I think Ohio State's going to put up in the fifties. That's my prediction, which means they're going to score about twenty. But (laughs) (laughs) right, all right, I like that though. It's a game that I like. Uh, so Penn State is laying 17 and a half against Rutgers. I really like the Rutgers line. Um, I think Penn State, I mean, they have nothing to play for. You know, last week, obviously, uh, kind of ended their season uh, officially. Uh, Rutgers is playing a lot. You know, I, th- I believe they won three games last year, so they have a chance to uh, win six games, get uh, bowl eligible. You know, I-, I think Shiano, what he's doing in that program, he's right in the ship. You know, they play hard. I think they have a good running back. Uh, their quarterback – uh, he's he's so so, but I think Penn State's kind of checked out. I, I think you're getting a steal of a line there. I don't I don't see them beating them by you know more than three scores. I think Rutgers could win the game outright personally. Yeah, and then, um, I don't know if we were talking about it yesterday, but both Penn State's offensive tackles missed practice yesterday, so they yeah. uh, non-COVID illnesses. They're not real good to begin with, <laughs> and uh, clearly the backups aren't much better because they really struggled against Michigan. And you look at Penn State, they've had a problem sustaining drives all year. Probably going to be a nice little wintery mix in uh, Happy Valley. I definitely think Rutgers, I think it's a low-scoring game, and uh, 17 and a half is going to hold up really well. Yeah, I you know, Penn State just where's the motivation? That's the big thing. And, Q, you said it, bull eligible here for Rutgers. This would be, I think, this is a beautiful teaser spot. Tease up Rutgers some more points in this one. 
I think this could be a low scoring game, but I, I love teasing up Rutgers in this and getting some more points with them. I think they're, they, they'll hang with uh, Penn State. I agree. That's a, that is, that just seems, that line almost seems, it doesn't even make sense after last week. I mean, Penn State got to have a letdown after last week, don't they? And Rutgers given seven. Now we say that and we'll look up and, but you know, again, I, I, there's no way I would lay that. I just haven't been impressed with Penn State's offense all year. Just, they just struggle. Great. I will say this pretty good defense by, I mean, that last play Michigan had was huge, but I mean, overall, that's a pretty damn good Penn State defense this year. One of the best I've seen them have in a long time. So, yeah, they just get hampered by that offense like you were bringing up. Oh, I mean, that, that quarterback is doo doo. Yeah. Clifford, so we got to talk about this. My Pop Warner team. We, we got to bring this up just because, you know, this is uh, college football playoff implications. You know, they got to win out uh, in a crazy scenario, but Oklahoma's hosting Iowa State. Oklahoma's laying four. Um, you know, it's two things. Iowa State six and four. I'm tired of hearing the Matt Campbell talk about him getting oh, a premier job. I'm I'm done with him. Not a premier coach, uh, but I think you have to lay the minus four with Oklahoma here. I mean, they have this is playoff time for them. You know, if they have any shining uh, chance or remote chance to get in, I mean, they just have to boat race. So Iowa State this weekend. Yeah, if if there's anything that needs to be done this weekend, it's Oklahoma has to steamroll people for them to get any kind of respect by the uh, bowl people. I mean, they're nine and one, but they, that, that loss they have is really bad. The line's down to three and a half. I already bet it at minus four and I might bet it again. I think they actually steamroll Iowa state this week. I think Riley's going to be up for audition as a bigger game plan here. And I think he's just going to let the freshmen go, just unleash fury on these guys and, and pound them. I'm kind of going. I'm kind of going the other way here. Just a couple of reasons why. I think you got the Bedlam game next week. A little look ahead. Keep an eye on. I think. And again, I was the one saying about Matt Campbell. Not. I agree with you. I've been saying it for many times on our show. I just this guy. He's his name's up for every job, and I just don't see it. But I think they hang in this game. I think. Oklahoma, this could be a spot that maybe they think their season's already done. Then you have the Lincoln-Riley talk going to LSU. I think with Bedlam coming up, they may be looking at that one. I like – this is a good spot here. I think this is a nice teaser play. Iowa State up six more points and take Iowa State. That's such a loser, but good try. You know what I'm going to – no, I'm just messing with you. Who would have thought this game before the season started would almost be meaningless in the grand scheme? Like, I know if Oklahoma runs a table and I get it, but reality is Oklahoma has not a great shot to get in. No. And, and like you said, every year it's Brock Purdy's going to be the, you know, the superstar in the NFL, right? Isn't it Brock Purdy's his name? Purdy? Yeah. No, Brock, no, it's Purdy. And Brees Hall has had a pretty good year. And Campbell, like you said, and I mean, they're six and four. I mean, that's, that's brutal with all. They had a lot of guys coming back too. And I mean, in Oklahoma is just Oklahoma. They could win out, I guess, but I'm just, I'm just more disappointed that I thought I circled this game before the year. I'm like, well, that's a playoff game implication. You know what I mean? Like for real. Yeah. And kind of like, but I kind of agree with the boys. Q, Q I think, or uh, Smitty, I, I, I'll be shocked if Iowa State, I will actually be shocked. If, is that game at, at Oklahoma? It is, right? Yeah. I'm going to be shocked if Iowa State hangs in that game because I think Oklahoma still feels like 
they if they pummel them and then they win, they beat Oklahoma State and just the way the shenanigans are going to be like you guys have said, we've all said all I mean, who knows how many people could lose? Oregon could lose. This one could lose. Oklahoma still feels like they have a shot. I, I, I'll be that. I, I say they win by two touchdowns. Yeah, I say they win by two touchdowns. Jason, but I, but again, I've been wrong all year. So, <laughs> yeah, I just been uh, going on the road. I don't trust Iowa State. I think that, that all their bad games have basically been on the road. Lost to West Virginia. Lost to Baylor. Um, and I just this is. You know, we kind of expected them to regress a little bit, and they just regressed a lot more than we thought. My only concern is that Oklahoma has kind of warned us all year that they weren't that good either. So, you know, um, three three five defense, freshman quarterback could be interesting. Um, I, four is probably about right as a line. So uh, I really don't see any go either way here. Probably Oklahoma wins, but I wouldn't be shocked if they dropped this too. Mm. All right, well, we'll have to uh... – Kind of keep it. We got, we got two and two with a with a split on this one. Yeah. No kidding. Um, all right. Please, guys, just stop me if there's a game. I mean, there's it's to my opinion, it's a pretty bad slate overall. Um, you got another 330 game, obviously playoff implications here. Uh Cincinnati is hosting SMU. Cincinnati's laying 11 and a half over under 65. Um we're not seeing the Cincinnati defense that we saw the last two years. I do think Mordecai is going to be able to score on Cincinnati. They've given up points all uh, year. I mean, if South Florida can move the ball, why can't SMU uh, on a bad day? Um, I'm not touching the 11 and a half. I, I think SMU could keep it close late, but I love that over 65. I mean, I, I could see this into the 70s, maybe 80s, high, high scoring game. I, uh, I'll, let, I'll let these other guys jump in. I'm not touching this with any kind of poll, period. So, Not even a little poll. No, <laughs> no, you know, you know, I think, I think, um, Cincinnati, I'll be honest with you, the words Cincinnati and over for me are hard to come to grips with. I know they've done it a few times this year, but they have looked so bad in some of these games and teams where you feel like against teams that you know that they should be in the 40s. I mean, against Navy, they should have put up in the 40s or 50, against Tulsa, they should have put up in the 40s. Against Tulane, they should have put up. So I, I don't know about. Uh, I'm more intrigued by the spread. I I'd love to see SMU keep it close, so there's a little drama here. But I just don't know if I trust SMU. But yeah, I'm 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 with you. Uh, I, I, I won't. I mean, I might watch. Is there a better game I want to watch? Because I hate watching Cincinnati. They just I just don't even enjoy watching them. Is there another game at three thirty I can watch that's exciting? There's a bunch. Uh, yeah, Nebraska, that's... Nebraska, Wisconsin. That should be pretty good. That's it. Yeah. Bam, that's it. <laughs> Bam, well, we'll jump, we'll jump the one that Matt, Matt said today was Pitt UVA at Pitt, and that that'll be know, fun to watch. That's yeah, a fun one. Well, here's the here's eight, the thing with here's eight. the thing with that one. That's a big game. That's a real big game, and that right now over under is at sixty six. Now the big question is if the Armstrong, the quarterback from UVA, is going to play. Didn't play last week. The backup is just not good at all. Now, if he does, if he comes back and plays this week, I'll tell you what, you get right now Pitts minus 14 and a half. If if he can quarterback, man, keep an eye on that because, hey, Pitt can score. Pitts defense can give up a lot of points too. That could be a shootout. That could be a fun game to watch. That would be, if he plays, man, tease that game up some more six points, and that'd be a easy, I like UVA in that spot then. Because, hey, I got my pit. I hope Pitt keeps winning, 
because I like Pitt, but man, that could be, that's keep an eye on that one. That's a big thing with the quarterback though. Yeah, you're right. I already bet that at 66 for the over. And that was all my eggs in my basket are on Brennan Armstrong playing. If not, then I'm really going to sweat that out. And I hope Pickett dumps. I don't know. I, ho- I hope he can put together another five, six TD performance. Otherwise, I, I don't feel too good about that. So, Well, I'll tell you what, this is also a game like Pitt kind of follows the same thing every time. They come out hot on these games and that first quarter for them, they look like they're going to just completely tear apart a team. Like they did against North Carolina, that game was 17, nothing before you even really got settled into your seat. And then all of a sudden you kind of watched NC creep back into that game. And frankly, they should have won it. They really should have went for it in the fourth quarter. And, you know, if there wasn't like a, a hurricane that came through in the second half of the overtime, you know, Pip could have lost that game very easily after dominating. They like to punch themselves out. You know, they're going to bring, blitzes they like to throw the ball downfield when it's all hitting everything's great for Pitt. when it's not it doesn't look good brandon armstrong is the better quarterback of the two guys in this game i know kenny pickett's getting a lot of love right now but armstrong uva without armstrong is not even close to bowl eligible i mean smitty you hit on it. the backup's terrible right so to me if you're gonna bet this game you can take the points now or you can probably wait a little bit in that first quarter you're probably going to be getting like somewhere upwards of 20 and uva will definitely cover that line all right, here's a game with an interesting line in my eyes. Alabama hosts Arkansas. Alabama's laying 21 at home, over is 57 and a half. Skippy, I think you said it best uh, earlier in the show. You know, Alabama has, has been dicey this year. You know, they've looked dominant at times, and then they just looked absolutely clueless. Um, now, obviously, Bryce Young's a true freshman, uh, so that plays a role into it. But um, that just seems like it's a lot of points for them to cover by. Uh, against a, a pretty stout Arkansas defense. I, I wouldn't touch this game. I think it's a it's a interesting and intriguing line. What's y'all's thoughts? Uh, I'm not going to touch it either, Q, but I think uh, I'm going with the logic, like we said in, in pre-show kind of. This is the week where these teams really have to show out bad. I think Bama's going to put it to them. And I think Bama's going to put it to everybody they play kind of down the stretch. So if I'm going to bet this, you put a gun to my head, I'm betting Bama. Yeah, I'm going to take Bama, too. Arkansas is a little one-dimensional on offense, and that dimension is running the football, which Bama always will take care of. Um, they're usually pretty you – know, they'll bring guys up. They'll make sure you can't throw the football. Plus, you know, the one thing that's really given Alabama problems is that their offensive line isn't great. And, like, A&M brought pressure all day on them with blitzes to, uh, to really disrupt that offense. And it still – it only barely worked. Um, Arkansas is not built that way. They like to sit back. They like to play coverage. I think they're going to get picked apart. Um, so I think Bama definitely will roll in this one. I think this is a bad style fit. Yeah, I had the about the blitzing too. LSU brought a lot of blitz in that uh, game too. So we'll have to see what Arkansas does here if they try to copy that. I, you know, Heisman Young needs to put on a show. You know, the last three's been the under in this. I, I, I agree with Matt. I really think, you know, especially with me saying they're going to hang there and maybe if they lose to Georgia in a tight one, they got to start putting on show because Skippy, you know, I agreed with him when he came, when he came at me with that too. They have, they have been a little shaky in some games here. Like the LSU game was really scary. This is the time to really put it on. I don't know. I think this one could be a little ugly. Maybe keep an eye on maybe slow start by both teams in this, maybe look first half underplay. I can see that. I mean, I'm, I, I won't touch the game, but I'll watch. I'm, I'm just interested to see what Bama team shows up. But yeah, it's an, it's a, it, Arkansas plays some ugly games, so I, I don't anticipate. But I, I won't be surprised. I'll, I'll be more. Uh, 
I can see Bama destroying them, though, as well. I just can. It's just a bad, like the guy said, it's just a bad matchup. Everybody's kind of said it's the Arkansas doesn't, they're very one dimensional. They can't throw the ball well at all. And even B, uh, Bama's defensive back should be able to, to you know, in one on one coverage and bring some extra guys and shut down the run. And then if, you know, if Bama gets it going uh, with the pass at all, because Bama's running game isn't great, but if they get it going with the pass, I mean, I can see him hammering them. All right. I don't want to spend more than 20 seconds on this, but I'm just going to give you a flat winner. This is probably the lock of my uh, college football year. Uh, just go ahead and take Missouri on the money line. They're, they're plus eight and a half right now, but take them on the money line because they're going to beat my 40. <laughs> the, I mean, the locker room <laughs> Just hammer Missouri. It'll probably get a new coach for us. So please do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's true. I want my team to lose. Uh, I think you got to lose to get better at sometimes. And I think that's what <laughs> kind of, um, you guys laugh at me. We're all, well, no, it's a good point though. Cause Missouri is a passing offense and clearly Florida had issues stopping the pass last week. I mean, uh, Stanford had 300 yards at halftime throwing the football <laughs> in probably the craziest game of the weekend. Um, I looked at the halftime line and the over under was one Oh eight. And I don't know why I didn't play. Cause I think it ended up at like one twenty eight. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey, Jason, just remember, they did dance in the locker room after, and he said a win's a win, and they'll dance every time they win. <laughs> I mean, look at the alternative. You'd have lost to Samford. They're probably all going to lose our scholarships, and everyone's going to get fired. Of course you're going to dance when you, like, pull that game out. But, uh, I yeah, you, you question Florida's motivation, too. They've played through all the big dogs in their schedule, right? I think they still have Florida State, but Florida State's not quite the uh, game that it's been. Um, they'll get up but, for Florida State just because it's rivalry, but they'll get housed by Missouri. I would, they would probably start some stuff during the week in the media just to make sure everybody's kind of on edge yeah. for that game. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Missouri's interesting. With Basilek, they're a much different team. They went out and they smoked, um, what you call it, South Carolina. It was a good football team last week, or at least a, a better football team. Um, so, I don't know, eight and a half doesn't seem like quite enough, though. I think Florida's going to – I think that, that was probably a really rough week of practice. I'm sure they're going to come out a little feisty. All right, here's, here's probably, I think, the second biggest game of the slate because I think it has the biggest implications. So Oregon travels on the road to Utah. Uh, Utah at home is laying three and a half. It, it opened up at three, uh, over under 58 and a half. I, you know, maybe I'm just kind of going with the public, but I really like Utah here. I just think they're such a disciplined team, and I think Oregon losing their number one running back earlier in the year, you know, they just haven't looked the same. Um, you know, you're starting to hear, does Cristobal go back to Miami? Um, I do compare Oregon and Miami in terms of conference-wise, pretty similar. Um, I think the Pac-12 is just poopy. Um, you know, I think that could be a, a slight distraction. I really like Utah right here. I think they could win the game and just start the shenanigans for the college football playoff. Uh, I'm fading Oregon. I'm, I'm with you, Q, uh, but here's my one regret here. I think this game should actually be a pick em. I mean, how is the number three team – going on the road and getting points. It's kind of scary to me that the public is all over Utah. I've already bet Utah. I think they win. That running back has been absolutely unstoppable. The change of quarterback has absolutely worked out. I think they have the better coach. You're right. They uh, Oregon's without their best running back. Now they still have the defensive side with the Thibodeau, who's amazing. I think or or I think Utah wins, but I, I really think it's going to be a one point game. I, I think it's going to be extremely close. 
The only way I would bet this is, is if if you get it in a pick em. Sadly, I already did it, but that was exactly right after last week. So, Boys? Yeah, I think the one thing, though, and we kind of hit on before with the other game about rushing defense, uh, Utah's losses, BYU, 219 yards rushing. At San Diego State, 204 yards rushing. San Diego State, which is a bad offense. Uh, Oregon State, 260 yards rushing. So, you know, Oregon's coming into this game. They're running – basically averaging about 300 yards a game on the ground. So uh, Utah has got to at least fix that because that is going to be a huge issue in that game, especially on the road. You don't want to trust Anthony Brown uh, throwing the football early with turnovers. Um, you don't expect that from a Utah defense. They're usually really stout up front, but clearly that's not been the case this year. So I think that's like kind of the hidden stat in this game. If, if Oregon can run the football early, I think they're actually going to win that game fairly easily. I, 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 I agree. Like why? Are, so what I think is funny is Oregon's in the mix for a playoff, but yet they're an underdog at a somewhat average Utah team. This isn't a great Utah team. This is not one of their great teams. Like you said, usually they're very, they got the Samoans four or five of them up front. Usually they just pummel people. This is not that team. And I can see you, obviously it's the popular pick, but I won't be shocked at all. If Oregon, they still have, they're still, I still find Oregon's offense. I'm not a Brown fan at all, but their running game is still pretty. That guy, that kid that's filling in for Verdell is good. Uh, so I'm just, I'm more shocked at the line itself. Like I would have thought it would have come out as a pickup, just because this isn't one of Utah's dominant teams. And what we're talking about, we're not thinking Oregon might make right now. They're in the playoff hunt in the line. And obviously Vegas doesn't care about what the rankings are, but I'm just, I was thinking that might come out as a pick them, maybe one point, but I think it's the, what is it? Three, three and a half in places. Three, something like that. Yeah, um, which tells you again. Every, I mean, the public is hammering Utah, and so, and this has been, and this been Achilles or uh, Oregon's Achilles' team against Utah. Yeah. I mean, they've taken them down again. Yeah. Oregon and Oregon so, State have, have struggled. They've really struggled. Yeah. So it'll be. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of want to see chaos. So let Utah knock them out, and let's see whatever ever, everything else happens. Just let's just have shenanigans all weekend. Why not? I, I love it. I'm just more well, surprised I, with the line. I jump. No, I agree with Matt said it and Skippy just said it there. The line is weird, but I've been saying the last couple of weeks, this is where the spot where Oregon was going to lose. So I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to play Utah uh, minus the points here. So go Utah, keep an eye on the weather. Could be a little, you know, cool. Could be a little snow maybe up in that area. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. that. But, that'll favor Oregon though, with the running. I mean, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Utah has been a little slow starts the last couple of games too. They've been putting in some points on, but I'm going to, I just got to stick with it, Q. I, I've said it now the last couple of weeks. This was the spot, so I got to stay with it. I'm going to go Utah, though. All right, that's, that's kind of all I have for the slates. I mean, it, unless you guys have a couple games. I mean, I, like I said, overall, it's, uh, it's a can pretty I just, bad. Can I throw one out here, and this was my yeah. uh, sticky note of the week. Jason will get a laugh out of this. So uh, sticky note, Jason, that I wrote down during the day. So Michigan goes into College Park here. That's my team. Big game here. Big game. We got to win. Maryland, 0-9 last night, or 0-9 ATS last night against ranked teams. They are, in their last 25, 5-20 and 20 ATS against AP Top 25. So What's that fiasco? What is that line, that fiasco there? 14 and a half. Oh, that's, they're going to boat race Maryland. Yeah. So, Maryland. One thing I will say about this game, though, is Michigan is a perfect letdown spot for them. 
Totally. Penn State game, and you got Ohio State next week, which you know they're already preparing for. Maryland, let's keep a hit on earlier, yardage-wise was dead even with Michigan State. Yardage-wise was better than Penn State their last two losses. Like, it's the offense is moving. Yeah, they're hanging. They, do. they hang. They hang, and yeah. then they choke. So they'll just find – I mean, it, the only reason I don't love it, if, you know, if that was like a nine-and-a-half – because Maryland will – you'll look up and they'll be hanging, but they will find that way, like you just said, to, to, to lose it. But if you look at them during the season, they go up and down the field, and then he just either – they miss field goals, they fumble, they go for it on fourth down, don't get it, he throws picks. I mean, I, I would be very disappointed. I hope Michigan beats the – destroy them i want to see michigan actually get to where the, the game next week with ohio state means something and they actually take ohio state down i like what harbaugh is doing this year I mean, he gets his ass kicked by everyone in the media and everything else this is his chance to shine so i hope they actually do it this year plus it'll plus i want a different playoff i'm tired of the same i mean it's ohio state clemson i mean obviously clemson this year ohio state clemson bama and whoever let's have some let's mix it up this year we kind of well, the way this I, I, year. I told Smitty off the air, and maybe you guys will see where I'm coming from. You know, obviously, Harbaugh hasn't beat Ohio State. But you look at the teams of the last five years that Ohio State have roster-wise, this is the weakest of the, the last five Ohio State teams. So this is Michigan, in my opinion,'s best opportunity to get that win and to move forward. And, and if he doesn't capitalize, you know, then, then that's a huge issue. But this is, I think, in his tenure, the best chance they have to beat Ohio State at home a weaker roster of the last few years, you know, a great quarterback, good two running back system. I think this is the year they could get it. I got, I got four things. I'll piggyback right off that. Skippy, this is the year you're going to see a different final four. This is, it might not be the, this might be the only one we're going to see, but this is the year where we're going to get something a little different. And then I'm going to drop three games that I really love. I love BC laying one and a half at home, Florida state coming there early game. Going up to Chestnut Hill, it's going to be cold, crappy, little equalizer there. I think BC wins a close one, but they should cover. I love the over Memphis-Houston 60. If you base it somewhat on last year and what they're averaging this year, the number is spot on, but last year it was 57. Houston only had six points at halftime, and they still almost had the over-under last year. And there's no chance Houston only scores six at the half this year. I like the over. And then upset special, Navy plus four at home against East Carolina. East Carolina, six and four. However, I heard the stat today, which blew me away, and I dug it into a little bit. So East Carolina struggles just a little bit against the run, which we know Navy's going to do. Navy has not lost their last 15 senior send-off games, and that's what it is. They're 15-0 and in their last 15. Upset special, take Navy. If you really want, they're getting four. Take them with the points. You know, to be part of that, too, is East Carolina celebrated like crazy after the win last week. It's the first time they're bull eligible, I think, in seven or eight seasons. So, that nice, clear letdown spot there, too, that they already think they're home free. Smitty, do you have something? Yeah, I just – I'm going to throw a couple. I'm going to piggyback off Matt with the BC. I have BC marked down. I love that BC team. Love the quarterback. He's back. They're rolling right now. Florida State coming up north. I think it's a great spot for BC. I like West Virginia at home. Two dumpster fire programs right now. Texas, we talked about it. West Virginia is a dumpster fire too. But here's the better thing. West Virginia does not have a coach that the girlfriend that's a stripper, the monkey bit people. So take West Virginia in that game. I like West Virginia at home. I love Utah. Hey, Bobo. 
Bubba. Love Utah. Love Utah. I'm going to go with that. And here's another one. I love Kansas State at home. Very good team at home. Could that be a hangover spot for Baylor this week after that big win coming into Kansas State? Keep an eye. That Kansas State team's really good at home. Letdown game. I love Kansas State. I'm right with you with Kansas State. I think that's a great call. Uh, looking at some of the smaller conference teams, I like Western Kentucky over Florida Atlantic. Western Kentucky's been a fun team all year. They carried my college fantasy team between Bailey Zappi uh, and the wide receiver. They should score a ton of points uh, in that one. Um, looking at this, Wake what game we didn't talk about. This is actually interesting. Wake Forest at Clemson. Wake Forest uh, underdog again as a top 10 team in the nation against Clemson, who had a, apparently a really ugly game against Connecticut of all people, uh, 50% completion percentage, bunch of turnovers, not pretty. Can the Wake Forest defense finally wake up the Clemson offense in that one? So uh, I think that's an interesting game there. I, I'm going to take the points with Wake Forest. I, I just think that they have way more on the line. I, the Clemson defense is good, but the offense is terrible. I don't even think that the Wake defense can help them score points there. Um, looking else through, else through the lines here. Um, UAB at UTSA, that is a little, up, you know, UTSA got to be on upset alert there. They're kind of at their season or 10 and 0, meet, meet with the Roadrunners. They've looked really good, but UAB has a pretty good defense and they always play well against other G5 teams. And I think we'll one more. I'm trying to find it here as you scroll through the card. Oh, um, what's it called? Is it Nevada? No, not Nevada. Oh, Wyoming at Utah State. Take Utah State. That team's way better. They're not getting enough love on the uh, point spread there. Wyoming's a dumpster fire team, in my opinion. I'm sorry. One more for me, too. Late night. We always give out a late night skin of max play. Take Hawaii, money line, to win outright. All right. So Arizona State and Oregon State, Pac-10 after dark. What could happen in that one? Uh, we'll have to see. Give you course, bud. I've got nothing. <laughs> what I do? No, I do. Well, I'm not going to get. I mean, they've been losers this year, so I like a lot of those plays. They were talking. the one game I do like out of all those games that I think I do think BC can get her done. I just don't think that's a great spot for State with the weather and stuff. Um, yeah. And they just came off a big win. He just came off a big win, and then a couple, just a couple of the other ones that you guys mentioned that I think are cool. I let Utah State's a little underrated, especially – is that at home? It's probably at Utah State. It is at home, uh, yeah. You know, Wyoming's a disaster uh, with that whole – that their team this year. They're just not very good. Um, but, yeah, those two, definitely uh, – BC's probably my favorite that you guys were talking about. All right, I like it. Skip, we're going to have to get you on for some basketball. Like I said uh, prior to the show, you know, we're going to start – Yeah, we'll do it. Getting Keep me pretty posted, hot. boys. Yeah, Keep absolutely. Posted on the hoops for sure, and I, I I enjoyed coming on. Like I said, I'll send out a little message to my peeps tomorrow morning, let them know to listen to this show. Uh, fun as always. If you guys are going to do a, uh, maybe you maybe I jump back on here for when we get to championship time, just because it would be fun to talk about. You know, some of the bowls in the championship time. If you guys will have me. I'd roll that for sure. Love it. I like that. We'll get you back on uh, for that. We'll get you on for college basketball. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. You know, as we always say, uh, bang your bookies. And Smitty, like he says, you know, we work harder. Uh, so you guys don't have to. So, all right, boys, until uh, the NFL show, we'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. 
Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.